Welcome back to the Thrive on Life podcast. We're CJ and Aaron Finley, lifelong best friends turned husband and wife that started a brand to inspire others to make the most out of the one life we all get to live. We are on a mission to help others in the pursuit of thriving in all areas of life through community, connection, and the sharing of knowledge. This series of the podcast with us as your hosts will feature unfiltered conversations on topics of life, marriage, parenthood, health, wellness, and what we consider the The art art of thriving. thriving. Let's dive in. What's up? This is Aaron Finley back with another episode of the Thrive on Life podcast. CJ and I are here tonight. It's Thursday night. This is quickly becoming our favorite way to spend our Thursday nights after our son goes to sleep. We're just, I feel like we're heading into the weekend and it's a really good way for us to wind down. So tonight we're going to be talking about, we didn't really talk about what we're going to say. So I have some ideas. <laughs> and yeah, usually when we come on here, we have a plan. But I feel like recently we've just been so on the go that we haven't had much time to take a step back. Forum has become a way for us to like kind of catch up with each other. Like the other day, I literally was sitting at dinner and I was starting to ask him a question. And he said, can we save this for a podcast episode? (laughs) So that's what we're going to talk about today. What I wanted to know, which was. All of last week, CJ was out of town at a retreat. It was called the Founders Only Retreat with other men that are building brands and businesses in the wellness space. And from afar, it looked like they were just doing a bunch of workouts that were crazy, a really crazy hike. But CJ, I wanted to ask... Really, like I was curious. I mean, you obviously gave me updates while you were away about how great it was and how much you needed it. But what was your biggest takeaway from this? Maybe start by telling the listeners like what this was and what it entailed. And then I just would love to hear what you feel you gained from it. Yeah, really good friend of mine, Eric Hinman. He is an awesome human being and he put together this founders only retreat in Palm Springs, California. I believe this is the second one they've done. I think they did one in potentially Denver prior. Don't quote me on that. I believe it was the second one and they're going to continue to do them. Essentially, the point of them is to get like-minded individuals together to not only connect and communicate about the products, services, projects they're working on, but to do hard things together and to build lifelong relationships. It's something that Eric does really well. He literally built his entire house into almost a resort. They call (laughs) it Muscle Mountain. He has basically a gym, full gym in his backyard, sauna, ice. If you walk into his home, he's got all the products, all the things. And he's one of those guys that like, if you're going through Denver and, you're good friends with him, you have to stop at Eric's. And I love that about him because it's, I see a lot of myself in him and in those ways. I feel like if you and I went down the path of not having kids, we would live a lifestyle where we would kind of deck our house out to do a similar thing. So it's really cool to see something come to life that I would think, oh, if I lived an alternative lifestyle, it potentially would have been that. So it's cool to see that, but shout out to Eric for setting it up. I immediately, as soon as I got the email that this was set up, 
and I got the green light from you. I signed up for it and really it was going to be for two reasons. Like before I got there, here was the two reasons. One, it was my first time away from you and Aiden. So I know at some point I needed to make something like that happen. Like it's not, I'm not going to go forever not doing something for my career or a race or something where I have to, I have to leave you. And it was a good time for it because your mother was in town and we'd gotten a cadence and he's old enough to the point where you have a rhythm. So in that sense, it worked out perfectly. The second reason was I'm really looking to find other men who are building things, have children, and who care about health and wellness as much as I do. In Austin, we have two of those things. A lot of people here really care about their health and wellness, and then a lot of people are building things and are entrepreneurial. The third is lacking from what I've found in, in our crew is most people, I would say, are just now starting to get into relationships and potentially they get married down the road and then have kids, but we don't really have anybody around us that I would say, quote unquote, gets it. Like what it is to, to be as invested in those three areas as I am in it. To quote Peter from Sisusana today, He's like, here's how I segment my life. It's my family, my workouts, my business. Like literally, I didn't even ask him to say anything like this. We were just talking about like time management and stuff like that. And that's he, how he outlined it. And for me, it was like, he's like, anything else, I just don't, I don't care about. So really at the beginning of this, that's what I was, I was looking to, to go and do. You were and looking to connect with other people that you feel share a similar principles and lifestyle as you do yeah because you feel like you've not necessarily had a lot of that here lately or you just kind of need to be around people that get the day-to-day that you're living and like kind of give yourself the time to zoom out on what you're working on I think all of the above I think we ended up in Austin because we knew it was a hotbed for people like us where we could build and I'm the type of person where if it's not around me, I'm either A, going to build it or I'm going to go to it. I'm going to I'm gonna book the ticket and, and go to it or move to it. Well, the thing is, like, I can't force people to get married and have kids. <laughs> so, like, I can't, I can't, like, purchase that. So I have to essentially leave here and go to wherever that is. And when I saw the opportunity, like, I knew that potentially, this is the thing, it wasn't guaranteed, but immediately when I got there, like, I met five other dads and multiple of them have two or three kids, not even just one. So we're going down that path. And it was awesome to see that they were already down the path and they're at this retreat and yeah, just all they have to offer the world and and advice. And I think I really want to convey to other people. It's important. It's important to both be the teacher and the student in life. There's people out there that you can help, but then there's other people that can help you. And over the past year or two, I felt so much like the teacher, like I'm doing the podcast, I'm doing my YouTube, I'm building things, I'm consulting. 
I'm not really looking to learn in those areas. I'm looking to learn in fatherhood. Like I want to be around other dads who, how are they managing two kids, three kids and a business and their fitness, seeing them in action. What does it look like? What stresses them out? Learning from them, soaking that up rather than continuing to just be the teacher to whatever subject. So what's something, you, about. what's something you learn by being around the guys that are kind of ahead of you in that space? There was a lot. I think I now understand the guys that book the like red eye, like they're, they're just so quick with decision-making and constrictive of their time beforehand i i was just like i couldn't understand like why you'd book the the 5 a.m flight or you you flew in and you flew out right away but now i understand because your family is just more important because in my mind i was justifying well like if they would have stayed a little bit longer at least a little potential more opportunity and things of that nature. Maybe it's better for the business, stuff like that. But just seeing how they leaned into like family is the priority. I'm going to do what I have to do to an extent. But if there's an early fight, I'm going to book it back. Or like even, I've seen it in multiple trips with fathers where people are changing their flights. Like they're, they're at the retreat or they're at wherever we're staying, the race, and they have an opportunity to get back a day earlier, and I've I've seen people do that, yeah. and that's comfort. It's comforting to me because I value that. So I know that I'm in the right environment when I see other males doing that, and it's validating. This is who I want to be when I have the opportunity. To, I'm going to do the same way. Versus in other instances in the corporate world, like there's probably a lot of dads out there not doing that. They're not. Mm-hmm. They're 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 extending their trips and things like that, and like. I don't want to be around that. I want to be around men who value their family as the highest priority. Something I think, I guess, being out on at a retreat type of thing with other like-minded people, I think the, part of the reason why it's beneficial is because once you are in adulthood, adult land, <laughs> we don't have those as many moments of like deep connection, even with close friends, like we just, their life's just not set up to enable that on a regular basis. So every now and then I think it is beneficial to immerse yourself in situations like that, where all it's about is just connection. And I think we could be more intentional about creating that in our lives on a more regular basis with the friends and family that we have around us, but how, like, how would you even describe like that feeling? Cause I remember last week when you were there, you texted me, you're just like, this has been really good for me. Something I want you to think about this year is what it will look like for you to go on a similar type of trip. And so I've been thinking about like, what does that look like for me? But how would, how would you even describe what I should be looking for? I think it goes back to how I answered in, in the beginning, like looking for like-minded individuals and doing hard things that are kind of out of your comfort zone. Like for instance, it wasn't just me climbing mountains. I was out of my comfort zone. 
I slept in four different beds in four days. Like I didn't know where I was sleeping, what our hotel situation was, what the Airbnb was. And for once in my life, like I took one of my buddies, Ty from one of our men's group had explained that the way that you can view life is you're either in the driver's seat of the car, or you're in the passenger seat. And he asked me, how often do I find myself in the driver's seat, which is like almost all the time. And then he told me, you don't get a, the good enough views when you don't get to have the views when you're driving. And for this retreat, I also needed it because I could just sign up for it. And like for the first time in my life, I was like, I'm just going to let go. <laughs> like I don't have to control where I'm going to be, when I'm going to be there. I'm just going to say I'm all in. And I think that's growth because if you think about it, I mean, even from a health standpoint, I feel like part of what you maybe caused you to be so sick was this feeling of con that you had to control everything, especially around like when you're eating, what you're eating because of your stomach constraints. And I feel like just hearing that you say that you let go and let it be is huge growth. And I think that something I think about a lot is how much of the anxiety and gut issues do we self-propel because we're all thinking about controlling the outcome versus just being at peace with the way things are going to go and having like relaxing your nervous system. And this is where our last episode with the topic of suffering as a skill comes in. When you tax your nervous system on purpose, it actually helps you relax your nervous system in times like that because for instance you bring up a great point of i probably was making myself really sick in the past i would go in i would anticipate sleeping like shit and then feeling like shit and then eating like shit i would anticipate all that versus this time around i catch myself being like okay the sleeping the sleeping environment i'm about to be in is not optimal and instead of saying, oh my God, I'm not going to get enough sleep and then I'm going to feel bad and then all these scenarios, I'm going to say, no matter what happens, I'm a beast. I'm just going to crush it. Yeah, so if I feel good, I'm going to crush it. If I feel terrible, I'm going to crush it. I'm not going to allow my mind to dictate my mood. I'm just going to be who I'm going to be and I'm actually going like leaning into control of what I can control in that moment is like that second thought of like, okay, environment's not optimal for me to be at my quote-unquote best self, how I normally do in my home. Who cares? I've, I've done hard things. I've gone two days without eating before. If I, don't, if I don't have enough food, I just won't eat. Or if I don't have my food, I won't eat. We're climbing up this mountain. If I don't have the right shoes, if I forget my water, if I, whatever, like I'm just going to figure it out. Yeah. I'm going to be fine. Because I feel like that mindset is just really good perspective because then it makes you realize how privileged we are to even worry about all those other things. And to the point of not letting your mental state control your behavior, I have, was thinking, you know, we're very into like tracking our data. And for we've talked on previous episodes about how we track our sleep and our recovery with the whoop. And it's very easy to let that score in the morning jade your perspective for how you're going to perform that day and I bet when you're there because you're in altitude and you're sleeping in a shitty situation like you said your recovery probably wasn't good but 
I think it's important for anybody who is interested in like quantifying and optimizing their health through wearable technologies to not let that dictate your actual behavior or what you think you can achieve. And on top of that, I find out who I am when I'm low recovery, not when I'm high recovery. What do you mean by that? When I'm low recovery and I still go and climb that mountain, I'm reaching past my potential that I think that I have in my own mind. And then that causes me the next time around to reduce my amount of stress. That's why the the creating the stress allows you to reduce it because the next round, if I see like red, like if you have a whoop, you're in the red, it's like in low recovery. I know that I'm going to be able to still crush it and be yeah. able to, to like. And that, that point goes to just like the point of the wearable in general, in my opinion, is to just look for trends. Like it's not to look at every single day and be like, all right, I'm going to let this determine what I do today. Like, sure, if you've had a, a rough day, like I like to use it for if I, if I have a lot of non-physical stress in my day and I'm also in a low recovery, that's probably not the day I'm going to go for a hard workout. That means to me that's a smart way of using it as insights for my well, training. I don't want to make this talk all about like the health trends. I want to get back into like what would it look like for you to find something like that. But we'll end with even more important than the health trends is to find out like what your average is relatively over time, like your average heart rate, what your deep sleep is like, and these different things. Because you want to make sure that if you're getting sick, like there's a difference between being tired and getting sick. So if you have the data and you feel yourself starting to get sick, that's when you want to like slow down. Yeah, that's what I was saying. But what, um, let's go into, if you were to find something like that for yourself, like what would that look like? I think for me, I've, you know, I've thought about this exercise of writing my own obituary. I've done it in the past and it's something I've been thinking about again recently as I come up to a point in my life where I'm constantly questioning like next steps and if next steps are going to lead to the life that I want to look back on and be proud of. And something I've always wanted to do as part of like a next life. I, I think about life in chapters. I've really always wanted to get certified to teach yoga. I mean, that's, now is not probably the right time for that, but those kind of retreats, like maybe it would start with me just attending a retreat and then immersing myself in that. And then maybe down the line, that's something that I go through myself. But I just feel like, when I integrate more yoga into my life, my spiritual connection to myself and my grounding and everything is just better. And I feel like it opens up a whole nother world of learning. Like it's, it's one of those things like, I guess, many other endeavors where there's really no limit to what you can do or learn from. So that's an area that I really feel like would be good for me. I also think it would be good for you because like that is the hard thing for you. Like the slowing down part is yeah. the hard thing for you. I'm, like I, I'm, I used I'm able to slow down much more so than you are. 
Yeah, I used to not take yoga classes because I felt like I was wasting my time. Like I was like, this is a waste. I should just be like, I'm not, I used to work out like, and then realize that it wasn't a workout class. So <laughs> that I would be like, should I be here? Not realizing that there's so many other mental, not just physical, but so many mental benefits of the practice. And that's what I do it for primarily now. So it sounds like you know what you want to kind of search for or invest your time in. How would you go about actually finding that? Finding a retreat exactly to go to or? Yeah, you just mentioned that you would like to spend time doing yoga or things of that nature. Like how would somebody go about looking that up? Yeah, I mean, I think if there's a local studio that you go to, they're often promoting retreats that they have. Unfortunately, I feel like they're always week long. Like I, I think I've struggled. Why with, is that unfortunate? And I think that's part of the issue where I, at this point in my life, I struggle to use a week of vacation to spend on something like that where it would just be myself. Like I'm feeling like if I'm going to take vacation, I need it to be to see family or spend time with you and, and Aiden. So, yeah, I think it would be. Why do you feel that way? Because I just feel like time away from work should be dedicated towards family. That's just how I feel. What about time away from work dedicated to yourself so that the other 350 plus days of the year you're operating better? Yeah, I think it's a good perspective. Why do you struggle to have that perspective? Like, let me break this down. Another reason that I went to that retreat like, was to be a man. To be a, just like I used to play sports and do aggressive things. And every single night I was releasing some of that energy that my belief is all of us men have. And we're withholding that in a lot of areas in our lives these days as men. So a retreat like that where I get to just unleash that energy helps me come back and be a better me. Yeah, and I believe that if I were to do the same, I see how that would allow me to be a better me also. And I think back to times in my life where I did do things like that, like a couple of years ago, when I went through the training to be a group fitness instructor and I went to Vegas, so like I came back so fired up after that. And it's just been a while since I've like done something like that for myself to come back better in all the other areas of my life. So, yeah, that's something I'm definitely thinking about. What I also wanted to ask you was how you've used the time while you were away to reflect on what you needed to let go of from a professional standpoint. And you took the time while you were away to put pause on the podcast, on some of your writing initiatives. How was that learning for you? In what sense? Like, like, what did it feel like to, to let go of it? Like, did you feel a little bit of anxiety at first that things weren't moving forward and that you were kind of breaking the commitment that 
you know, I think it's very common for people to feel like they just have to check the box because they've done something for so long. And it's very hard to say, I'm intentionally going to put pause on this because I want to evaluate if it's what I want to keep doing. There's ego involved in that. There's just this fear of letting go. So what kind of went through your mind when you decided to do that? The first thing was I should have done this a long time ago. I should have pressed pause a long time ago. I think I'll start with the podcast. I mean, I invested time, money, and energy into the studio. So I felt not just upset because I wasn't as committed, because committed I was. It was almost guilt, though. Like guilt, like I couldn't make this thing what I wanted it to be because I just have so much on my plate. So I just kept it going and string it. It's like stringing that person along. I just strung it along rather than just saying, you know what, like, this is just not the right time. And being okay with that and saying, let me give myself some space to reevaluate what it does look like, like what's my priority. So that was with the podcast and with the writing. It wasn't something that I was stringing along. It was just something that was conflict of like time where I like to write in the morning, but I'm with Aiden in the morning now. So I had to take a step back and understand what does that mean. And again, I came to the conclusion that it's just like, it doesn't mean that I'm not a writer and that I can't just write a year from now. But what about like, like, I feel like if you were to give this advice to somebody else, you would say, why don't you just spend one hour on the weekend batching your content? Is it, you don't want to do that because that's not how the creativity flows for you or what a, like what's stopping you from finding time within the week to just batch what you need to write? It's, it's not a priority compared to the other things that I have on my plate. It's easier to see what's a priority if you let it go and like nothing bad happens, right? If you just let it go and like nothing happens, other than what you mentioned, your ego, you feel like there's something missing. Well, it's also like nobody's paying attention. Like that's the other thing. I mean, they are. People are. It, it helps with everything else that I do. Like in my life, like the writing parlays into a lot of areas. The podcast parlays into a lot of areas. But nobody's let down. I think that's the better word. Yeah, and when if you're, you when you're a high achiever, you don't want to let people down. Like I view listeners and readers as my customers as people that are my friends that I want to serve I I feel indebted I want to serve them I I, it's just in me but you I guess have come to the realization that you'll better serve them if you take a step back to figure out like how do you attack the work with a better approach now that you're in this new phase of life yeah I mean it, it it comes down to a simply, I'd rather serve Aiden than serve them. So once I figure out what serving Aiden looks like and my cadence for that, then I can reevaluate what does the writing look like. And you mentioned like weekends. Are we like, I want to spend time with you on the weekends. I don't want to spend, if I set the cadence of every Sunday I'm writing or podcasting, then I have that pressure of every Sunday looking like that yeah. versus I don't want that right now in my life. So the takeaway that I would have for anybody listening is just 
letting go of things for a week or 10 days or month and just seeing yeah, and it, I think, just, just feeling I think the other it because there's no, there's no gun to your head. We put this imaginary gun to our head like the world's going to end and it's just not. So to your point, I felt that, but immediately when I got there, it was like, oh, this isn't a big deal. And like every day that added up, I started gaining more and more clarity of what do I want my writing to look like? What do I want the podcast to be right now? Yeah. I think the other takeaway is that it's okay to have seasons of life where you're just letting each day be. Like you don't always have to be moving something forward. I think both of us are wired to be thinking like, how did I move this needle forward this today and this week? And what can I do better here? And how do I start this new initiative? And what's the next thing I'm doing? Like we're constantly thinking about these next things because that fulfills us. But I feel like both of us are sort of going through this phase where like sometimes I just want to get up, have a slow morning, do my best at my job, come home, <laughs> relax, spend time with Aiden and you yeah, and repeat. And like to that, to, to your point there, what you just laid out, this is what needs to get clarity. It, we need to bring clarity to this topic to everybody out there because I feel you have two camps. You have the camps that are like, you need to go hard even when, feel terrible and then you have the camp that it's just like let's slow down and let's yeah like but you don't I don't live in I don't live in either camp like I just think when you're talking about moving the needle forward if you want to have a quality life you always need to be moving a needle forward somewhere it's it's being intentional with it like I want to move my needle forward with my relationship with my son Anything that takes away from that, I have to reevaluate. What does that look like? Right. And, 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 and what am I willing to do? Now, the question was also like if moving the needle forward on some initiative means I'm not furthering and building my relationship with my son, then that thing is really not that important. At that yeah. time. At that time. And maybe it is really important to you. And then you have to decide what's more important to me. And that you don't feel until you're a parent. What's... I, I, this podcast is my first child. Like this was my first child. I spent, you've seen me invest so much time and energy and the skills that I've grown just from this, this was my baby before my baby. And to have to put one versus the other is, is hard. I'm not going to say that it's not, but I also believe when you ha when you get put with those decisions, that's where the major growth happens. It's where we're podcasting more, and maybe five years down the road, like Steve Jobs was saying, I've said it multiple times in multiple episodes, you can only connect the dots looking backwards. So maybe you and I keep podcasting, and we figure out something, and we keep doing this, and like we look back when we're 10 years down the, down the line, and we're like, oh, my God, like that's that that's what we were meant to actually do. So... I'm also learning to be patient in the process where it doesn't have to look the way that I think my brain wants it to look. Yeah. I need to go with my gut and my intuition because that's what got us here in the first place. Yeah, I saw a quote. I think it was in James Clear's newsletter today. Something around like, I don't want to butcher it, but it was actually, let me pull it up. It was about kind of like rolling a ball up the wrong hill. Was it about rolling, just letting the ball roll downhill? 
Because I use this no. quote in business a lot of times. Exerting more effort doesn't help if you're on the wrong trajectory. Working harder on the wrong thing just wastes more time. And before you try harder, make sure you're walking a path that leads where you want to go. So it's like kind of what we're talking about in the sense that, I mean, there's more to that, but there, what I think I was getting at with it was like, why put more, more and more effort into something where, you know, it's leading you further from what you actually want to do, which is make that thing successful while building this relationship as a family. And if the success of this one thing is going to put the other thing at a cost, then it's not worth it. So you're figuring out the happy medium of how to do that. Yeah. And it's, and you only figure it out by just doing and trying and experimenting. And with that retreat, looping it back to the very beginning of this, hearing stories from other founders and like what they're working on helps me realize what I should be working on. Because when you're in conversations, you can, you can feel what lights you up. So if there's 30 other founders in the room or 30 other people that are working on things and you have these different conversations, what you need to do is reflect on which conversations fired you up the most and then start analyzing like, why did that conversation fire me up to those? Why did I feel like I connected with that person more so than this other person? And I think not enough energy goes into the reflection on that. I think a lot of people, let's just take work for instance, you go into meetings, they're not leaning into that gut intuition like I'm talking about or reflecting on that. They're just continuing to just move forward, just move the, move the needle forward as you were saying versus coming out of that, I have a lot of clarity, even just listening to the conversations and what piqued my interest and why. It helps so much, but you have to give yourself the time to do that. You can't just go, 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 go. Totally agree. I think regardless of if you're a parent, a new parent or not, everyone could benefit from taking the time to press pause on something to evaluate if that's what they should be working on or doing. Like, you could literally take a whole week off and just sit in your room. I mean, people people do well, silent that's retreats. The, other thing. the world's not going I anywhere. I feel like when, especially in corporate America, taking a vacation is just like, people get so what's the word like you'll you'll go on a vacation and be like so consumed in the vacation and then it's just like come back and do the same thing but you're not like resetting it's not really like a reset in this in the way that we're trying to get at which is what I think more people could benefit from like it's a, the vacations that I feel a lot of people take is like an escape I mean, a superficial so escape instead of a reflection to that point I didn't open my, up my laptop for like three days on this retreat. And throughout those days, again, I'm with founders, so there's people there that are running businesses and doing a bunch of stuff. And I took a step back and just reflected on who I want to be. And when I go to these things, I don't want to be the guy that feels pressure to be on my phone or I also took less content. It was like I showed up with my camera and all these plans to shoot content 
And I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to be here. And that was another thing that I was proud of myself for doing because in my mind, I was like, these next three days, I'm just going to be here because like nothing else matters. There's nothing out there that that's that might you were sending me photos and videos of Aiden. You're with your mom. Everyone's safe. Like, I don't need to answer that email or this text or or whatever. And I think it's such a hard thing to do. It is just so hard. This was, and I'm saying, I'm sitting here reflecting on it live because I don't want it to seem like I'm just a master at it. That was the first time that I was able to to really do that. And I, I did reflect. I looked around. There was multiple guys on their laptops and whatever. And I'm sitting there like, man, I'm actually doing this. I'm, I'm just here. Yeah. And I don't think, I think there's a lot of good takeaways from this, but something that I, I think we both strive for is to build lives that we don't feel like we need escapes from or vacations from. And I think there's a difference between vacationing and, and what you did, which is just like a mental reset and a connection time. Like, so it's not that you were necessarily like trying to escape the hustle and bustle, but there's so much value in just getting away to connect to, to your roots, kind of like you're saying, like as a man and being around other guys and letting some of that, I don't know, motivation out. It just fulfilled my soul, yeah. my spirit. Like I look forward to the day where Aiden is a teenager and it's just guy's day, guy's weekend or whatever. And you, if we are blessed with a little girl one day, same thing. It's just, again, we're, we're, we're so caught up and we can rap here. We're just so caught up in the rat race that we don't even realize what we truly need as males and females. I see it in you and it kills me. Actually, I want to wrap here like to the point of the needle and moving the needle. At least we know like where we want to go. And I want to encourage other people out there like what is it that you need? Who cares if you're a billionaire if you never feel like you're going to have enough? So for me, enough is you said something where you just want to feel like you can just spend all your time nurturing. And I'll be super honest, like that crushes my soul because in my mind I'm like, shit, I wish we, I wish I would have worked harder to get to a point where like you could just, I could retire you right now, but that's like not the case. And it's something that... But I don't think it's because you didn't work hard. So I wouldn't yeah, say yeah, that. I, it, but that's how the pressure comes on me. Like when I hear you say something like that, the retreats, that's what helps, helps me feel my, feel my energy to keep going and keep building momentum towards that enough in my mind. The enough in my mind is being able to spend more time with you and giving you the freedom to nurture yourself and our children and our community and not have to worry about the hustle and the bustle and the things that I think trap a lot of us. And there's no doubt in my mind that we're going to get there, but I wanted to let you know that when you said that to me, like, 
it, it hit. Yeah, I think that was my answer to the question of like, what do I want my life to be? Or like... It, you want to be a woman. I think that's the answer for a lot of women. And we're not, especially as men, not acknowledging that. And not well, understand, like as a society, not... A, it, it, Biologically, like that is what we're made to do. And I just feel like we've created kind of a conflict for ourselves where sure we want to be these independent women that aspire towards goals and have careers and everything but internally our soul knows that like we're meant to be nurturers and especially like I don't think I could fully understand that until bringing our baby into the world where that is my job and I've got multiple jobs now and having to balance that is something I'm learning. Yeah. And that's why I think let's find some type of, even if it's a two day yoga retreat. I don't know if those exist, but we can find. Yeah, or a day, just a day. Start with a day. Let's find something. Any takeaways from this episode? Lots of takeaways. Um, Anything that stood out? It's like a seven-second pause <laughs> right there. I think, yeah, it's too difficult for me to summarize into a short, short words, a short takeaway. But what would your ten seconds of motivation motivation be for anybody out there? Make sure you're working on the path that or working hardest on the path that is right for you and know that it is okay to press pause to reevaluate which path you're going down. Awesome. Okay. Write this down. Next episode is on how do you find the path that's right for you? Bam. If you tune in this episode, first off, thank you for listening. Aaron and I both appreciate you. Best thing that you can do for us is give us that five-star rating and review and share it with somebody that you think would enjoy some of the information that we're talking about. Until next time, this is CJ. This is Aaron. Drive on. Drive on, y'all. What's up, y'all? This is CJ again. And on behalf of the small team here at Thrive on Life, I'd like to thank you for listening to one of our episodes. Our mission in life is to help people like you fuel your passion and make every heartbeat count. And we realize the best way to do this is together as a team. So we'd love for you to join in on this mission and connect with like-minded individuals within our Thrive on Life community. To do so, please head to thriveonlife.com and connect with us there. We'd love to chat with you. Before I sign off, I'd like you to always remember one thing. When we strive together, we thrive together. So please do your part in helping others thrive on life.